You're listening to Straight Note Chaser on Dogs by Nature. In terms of Baker, though, what, what did you see today on the tape that you liked most? And then specifically, you guys were able to get him outside the pocket, which is really Baker's comfort zone. Was that more game plan specific? Because I don't remember seeing much of that in the Baltimore game. Yeah, Tom, I would say a lot of times those things are game plan specific. And uh, it varies. And, and each game calls for a different attack. But Baker did a very nice job last night, uh, extremely accurate, whether from the pocket or on the move. Made really good decisions with the ball, uh, albeit that one pick at the end, which I know he's not happy about. But uh, uh, really played fast, led the team. Uh, he did a nice job. Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious7. My Dogs by Nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious7. And you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. What a win on Thursday night for your Cleveland Browns. They hold off the Queen City Kitties with a 35-30 count, earning the first win for Stefanski and general manager Andrew Barry. Well, after a two-game start in a short week, we've reached out to friend of the show Rod Bloom to make his third appearance in the Straight No Chaser studios. Bloom is a longtime Browns fan who offers a tempered voice of experience in his Bracketeers winning podcast called The Browns Blitz. He can be found at Clee Rod B on Twitter. So, Rod, welcome back to Dogs by Nature Radio. Hello, this is Rod Bloom at Clee Rod B from The Browns Blitz podcast and Browns Access. Rod, it sounds like you dropped your Bracketeers crown. Congratulations on bringing the title to Cleveland. Hopefully it's a sign of things to come. (laughs) So without any further ado, let's get into the discussion. I wanted to get your opinion on something. Going back to last week, why do you think the Browns played so poorly against the Ravens? How confident were you feeling about the Browns' chances at home in the Battle of Ohio last Thursday night? No, I think the Browns had a lot of excuses Sunday against the Ravens. Unfortunately, new head coach, you know, no preseason games, new playbooks, uh, you know, a lot of new new players, new faces. Uh, you know, going up against a tough team who who has a you know a good coach and and has most most uh, most of their players were returning. So um, you know, I, I didn't expect a great performance from the Browns. I thought it could have been better, but. I really just wanted to see him go out there and play and hope that they would grow from that, and and that's that's what they did. So I was confident that the Browns would do better Thursday, first of all because of the competition. I knew the, the Bengals are not the Ravens. I looked over the stats, and I knew the Bengals' offense – didn't do great against the against the Chargers, so I thought the Browns had a chance to at least be in the game, uh, you know, throughout uh, throughout the evening. And I knew the Bengals had uh, some guys out on their defensive line, so I really thought that the Browns would be able to run the football. Um, so uh, I knew the short week would be a bit of a challenge, and the injuries certainly were. But um, you know. I, I knew the game. It, I, I didn't know, but I mean, I mean most uh, most Browns Bengals games are pretty close, so that part didn't 
surprise me at all, but I like the Browns' chances to at least be in this game, and I thought the running game had had a real chance to to be the difference in the game. Rod, last week I had a couple of interesting conversations with some Bengals fans. Do you think that the Browns-Bengals has the makeup of a long-term rivalry? What is your experience with fans of the Queen City Kitties? You know, nobody really cares outside of people in, in Cincinnati and Cleveland, so for this to really make any difference that the teams have to be have to be winning and and uh you know they um relevant so so we'll see i think you know uh, joe burrow showed that that he is probably <laughs> going to be the guy there um you know no surprise really but you know i think uh as long as they get him some protection before he gets killed uh i think you know he has a very bright future so um you get these, you know, you get two offenses going, and, and I think that um, both teams are certainly hoping that they're going to be on the upswing. But, you know, you, you have the Ravens and Steelers who, until you knock them off the, their, you know, their pedestals that they're on, um, they're, they're really the, the teams to, uh, to reckon with in the North. So um, for, for this to really be considered a rivalry, the Browns and Bengals have to be up there with those two teams, and you know, maybe at least one of those, one of uh, either the Browns or Bengals need to be surpassing these guys for this rivalry to make any difference. And I, I work with a, a lot of Bengals fans, and a lot of them that I know would be more than happy to see the two top teams in the North be. The Browns and the Bengals, not because they're Browns fans, but because they're they're sick of the Ravens and the Steelers, and they would love to hate the Browns right now because the Browns are good, and they would love to see their Bengals be good again too because it's been such a long time. Heads up, Bengals fans! Burrow looks every bit the part, but he took an absolute beating over the last week. Hopefully, his offensive line can improve and provide him with the protection he needs to make this a legit rivalry. And as for their fan base, they seem familiar, almost like Clevelanders in a way, until you hear the Sam Weiss tone and that indignance and the chip on their shoulder. That's a true signature of a Northern Kentucky supporter. <laughs> but enough about the kitties. Let's talk Browns. What do you think of the early returns on the Joe Woods defense? What's your take on this team's identity? What's the ceiling, and why would they reach it? That's what I think of Joe Woods' defense. Uh, you know, it's hard to say because of the the missing guys out there. Uh, we really need to see some healthy guys out there, uh, especially in the secondary. I like to get Greedy back out there, uh, and, and you know, and uh, um, just. You know, be a little closer to full strength to be able to get a, a full flavor for what this defense will look like. I mean, I like the way the defensive line is played. Um, I'm going to talk about, about the Cincinnati game. I, mean, I really don't want to go back to the Ravens game because it was just a tough game. But, you know, I, I like the pressure that they got on Burrow. I mean, I mean, they, uh, they he had a rough night. He just had, he really got beat up back there. Uh, but I, I like that pressure that they applied. I thought they had a good game plan. And, you know, so I like what I've seen from the defense in, in that respect. 
but they're missing so many guys. And yeah, they haven't looked great because of that. They've given up a lot of points, but you know, let's see what happens when they get some guys back. Hopefully they'll improve somewhat. And you know, this past off season was about putting the offense together, fixing the offensive line. I didn't expect this defense to be perfect this season. I would think they'll be working more on the defense, you know, probably in the next offseason. You couldn't fix everything on this team in one year. So, uh, you know, I really don't have a problem with <laughs> with where the defense is going. I, I, think, uh, I think Joe Wood's going to be just fine. I think we saw what this team's identity should be on Thursday night. It should be, and I'm talking... I, I guess we're talking the whole team, but especially on offense. Uh, this should be a team that, that runs the football. We've got two of the best backs in the entire league. We've got a nice offensive line. So run the football. Uh, the, the team should be, should be running on at least 50% of the plays. You know, uh, you know unless uh, there, there's going to be games where they get down and they're not going to be able to do that. But... Uh, that should be the identity of the team is to run behind Nick Chubb, uh, spell him with Kareem Hunt, which really doesn't appear to be a downgrade whatsoever. <laughs> right now, Kareem looks really good out there. Uh, that's the identity. And and then you have guys who are going to be open and, and Jarvis and Odell. And, and I think they'll eventually hopefully get Austin Hooper involved a little bit more. He's He's got to be uh, probably a little frustrated frustrated right now he um i think he's only caught like what three or four balls uh this season so um hasn't been out there a lot but uh you know i think that's the identity and i think the identity on defense is going to be what we what we saw thursday night as well and that's trying to apply a lot of pressure on the quarterback because of the deficiencies in the secondary so that's really what the browns are going to have to do to make up for their shortcomings on defense I think they were close to reaching their ceiling on offense Thursday, which is kind of scary in game two, just in how well they were running the football. You know, I think that's what they need to do on offense. Um, They can pass a lot more. They can. And they can score more points. Uh, You know, they could have scored a couple more touchdowns Thursday. On defense, you know, we're not going to know how good they can be until they get some more guys back. With Mac Wilson returning to practice Monday, it'll be a step closer. I ranked the top five on defense as Miles, Denzel Ward, Richardson, Gustin, and Money Mitch. Hopefully, Wilson can solidify the linebacker's core, and I hope we see some more of Sheldrick Redwine in the place of Sandejo. And if we were missing that ball hawking safety, who might not be here till next year, gotta see about that. But on offense, I think we saw a performance on the ground game reticent of that two-headed attack of Mac and Biner in the 80s. But to me, Chubb and Hunt can be even better. It finally seems that we have a play caller who gets the otherworldly potential of that running back room. Now, as for Baker, why do you think Baker struggled in 2019? This week silenced some of the critics, but there was a lot of talk of his demise earlier on. Is Baker out of the woods yet? Was all of that just idle noise? Baker Mayfield did have a rough go of it 
in 2019. But he was still better than pretty much anybody the Browns have had in a long time. Hey, I'm not going to say he was great. He still threw 20 touchdown passes. Uh, pretty much better than uh, a lot of guys we've had here in the past in the past 20 plus years. So, uh, you know, um, things happen. But I think the reason it, it's it's pretty easy to see it's the, you know it's coaching it's the the fact that he's been through all these different systems and coordinators uh, I think he he, he didn't come in and uh, in the right frame of mind either so some of it's on him the offensive line stunk um, he had the first the first uh, the first possession was generally laid out um, and planned last season and the Browns were up near the top of the league and in first possession efficiency and and after that it was all just kind of uh, hit hit or mess and and things just did not go well so um, a lot of that's on the on the coach and and everything else so uh, blame Baker somewhat blame everybody else but um, you know it, it was a down season I think that happens to a lot of quarterbacks in their second season so it didn't surprise me it didn't bother me that much I still think he's the same guy he was as a rookie is he out of the woods um you know he he looked horrible against the Ravens he wasn't um, doing anything with his uh he wasn't looking beyond his first read most of the time but then he comes out against the Bengals (laughs) and he looks like rookie Baker um, he had a little bit of that swagger and a little bit of the cockiness. And you know what? I think that's what he needs. Um, I'm not the first person to say that. But he looked uh, he looked a lot better. He made nice throws. Uh, he pretty much had the one mistake, the pick, all night. And um, you know what? He, he, he needs to keep learning. He needs to keep being himself. And hopefully he can keep growing in this system under this coach. That's a great last answer. And this is a lot of the reason why I enjoy your perspective on Brown's Blitz. After years of commenting on this team, you've gotten to another level of temperance. That's why Twitter loves you, and it's how you brought the crown home to Cleveland. And now I'm curious to hear your takes on Coach. Kevin Stefanski's been my guy from the jump, but how have you felt about Coach so far? Has he lived up to your expectations? And what do you think is the over-under on his years of tenure at this point? Kevin Stefanski, I, you know, I'm kind of reserving judgment on Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I'm not judging him whatsoever on that, that Baltimore game because, you know, he's going in there with, with, you know, his very first game of the season, no pregame, no nothing against against a really good team. So, so I didn't, wasn't going to give him any kind of a grade for that game. Uh, other than that, I thought he, he put a good game plan together against the Bengals. Um, I'm sure he had help, but um, you know, I think he, I think he's, I think he did a nice job in that game. But you're not going. I, I can't judge a coach on on one game. What I can judge him on is is the off season and the fact that you know players uh seem to be in a good frame of mind nobody's getting in trouble of course a lot of them are under quarantine um it's a very it's been a very odd year so i think it's very hard to judge him 
what I do hope is that he's around for a while because he seemed to have things very well under control in that Bengals game. So I hope that's a sign of things to come. You know, I don't think I really even had a favorite for the Browns uh, as far as who I wanted their coach to be. Um, I, I think they... I think they talked to a lot of good coaches, uh, a lot of good, had a lot of good interviews, and I was gonna, you know, I was gonna jump on the train regardless of who it was. I think Stefanski was a good choice. You know, I hope people aren't looking at him as, you know, he needs to win X number of games to be around for this whole season, or, or, you know, or for two seasons. I, I think he should be around for. You know, two, three seasons, as long as this team looks like it's playing together and growing and 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 learning and getting better, you know, that's what that's what matters. And the only way this team and this franchise is going to get better is to is to get some consistency at the at the coaching and GM level long enough for guys to grow together and for us to keep some players around uh, like miles you know more guys like that to where the team's actually better our guest in the straight no chaser studio today is rod bloom of the browns blitz podcast also browns access he can be found at clee rod b on twitter so, Rod, definitely appreciate you taking the time to stop in the studios today. Do you have any parting thoughts for our audience? Thanks for uh, asking me to share my thoughts here. Uh, just a couple things at parting. You know, 2020 is such a strange year. I'm not going to preach at people this year as to how they should look at this team or be a fan. I'm glad there's football. Uh, you know, I just I want to enjoy football this season. I'm hoping that that it's the start of a, a a growth for the Browns to where they can get better and and keep moving forward with this regime in place. Um, however many wins that takes, uh, you know, doesn't matter to me. You know, <clears throat> I'm good if there's you know seven, eight, nine, ten wins as long as they keep Stefanski and Andrew Barry around and and they get better and better, but. We're lucky to have football. Uh, it, it's been kind of a bad year for for a lot of people for a lot of other reasons. So enjoy the game, enjoy the Browns, be thankful for these wins. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun season. And thanks for having me, Rod. The more I hear from you, the more I appreciate the perspective. Thanks for taking the time to share with us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. You can catch all my work on my Twitter account at B, including the podcast and any articles that I write. Thanks and goodbye. Rod off the top shelf again. Thank you so much for joining us here in the Straight No Chaser Studios. Well, that was your dose of the straight truth. You've been listening to Straight No Chaser. I am your host, Thelonious7 on Dogs by Nature Radio. Take care. Go Browns.